I'm JD the Media Jack, and this is the Flipside Podcast, episode 454. This time around, we're talking with an adult film entertainer by the name of Ray Ray. Now, be warned, because she's an adult film entertainer, that means that we're going to be talking about adult things. Also, if you'd like to follow me all over social media, just look for the Media Jack anywhere on social media. Or, to make things easier, go to my website, themediajack.ca. Now, it's my interview with Ray Ray on the Flipside. Well, I'm Ray Ray. And I mostly enjoy doing gangbangs. That's what I'm known for. I've only been doing this for openly for maybe a year or so, year and two months or so. So I'm still very new. I'm still learning a lot. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see where my career goes. I didn't know I was your first, um, you know, X-rated uh, or porn star. I don't consider myself a porn star yet, but uh, I'm just getting into it. But um, I'm deeply honored that you picked me. Well, it, it's it was quite frankly it's it's my pleasure it really is i had an opportunity to peek at some of the stuff that you do you are no stranger to social media you have your own youtube channel as well so i saw that it was there but i'll be honest with you i didn't watch any of it yet because i didn't want to come into this interview with any sort of biased knowledge or anything like that i just wanted to it literally is like my first time, so <laughs> treat it That's as such. Okay. You're going to take my hand, and we're just going to go for a walk, and we're going to figure <laughs> out where this goes. Is there any language restrictions? Like, can I not say, like, certain words or not? Because sometimes I get very graphic because I do very intense things, um, so I just need to know that beforehand. So Again, you're no stranger to YouTube, so if you can share it on your your, your YouTube channel, then we can talk about it. Okay, yeah, because I've done an entire episode on gangbangs before, so... Well, there you go. Okay. Apparently, you're the new gangbang queen, so that makes sense. <laughs> well, I just do them for fun, mostly, but yes. Okay, fair enough. Openly, you've only been doing this for a year and a couple of months. Uh, were you yeah. doing this... Like, like you're going to have to fill me in here. Are you okay. doing this privately? Like, how does that work? So I've been doing uh, recreational gangbangs, that's what I call them, for since I was 23, and now I'm 27. And uh, to date, I've done 40 of those. So um, that's what I love to do, and that's what I do on my free time. So before I openly got into the industry, I was doing recreational gangbangs, where I recorded and took photos of what I was doing, and I started posting those up maybe a year and a half ago on a few sites and I got um, a lot of people loved it. They're like, it's so awesome. You're fully out there. It's great to see you surrounded by all those guys. And I was like, well, maybe this is something I should do openly. And so I started um, my porn career when I got back from New Zealand early last year in January. So. How, how does one start officially into a career in the adult industry? So for one, it's very, very hard. It's extremely competitive. So there's always new women joining every day. And, you know, I'm 27, so I'm competing against someone who's 18. So, but slowly you get into it. So you start to make your own content and put yourself out there. And then you slowly start to get picked up by production companies and you start working with them. And then eventually you put yourself in for an agency and hopefully they pick you up and then you get to, you know, do middle tier production companies and then eventually if you're good enough you do the top tier companies was this something that you felt you wanted to do as a career or was this kind of like just the road took you in this direction um, mostly the road took me in this direction i um, plan on doing this 
So my end goal for doing all this, I want to be a physician assistant. So that's the end goal in all of this. And so mostly this helps pay for my school. That's the reason I do most of it. So once I get my license, I'll probably stop um, doing porn openly just because, you know, I don't want a patient to be like, oh, yeah, I saw you on that video, you know, doing that. Or, you know, I don't want it to jeopardize my medical career at that point. So mostly it's a stepping stone for me, but I will continue doing recreational gangbangs on the side until I'm old and too old that I can't get any guys anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're saying a recreational gangbangs. You're basically just saying that you you have a, a preference in the bedroom, right? I do. I prefer really large gangbangs. So what I enjoy doing is 20 plus guys is normally my standard. Okay. Of um, If I'm going to do a recreational gangbang, let's say anywhere in the world, um, and I talk to an organizer, I'm like, can you get me 20 guys? If you can't get me 20 guys, I'm not coming. you got to set that yeah. bar high. Like, you got to hit yeah. this. <laughs> As well, in the green room, there has to be a crystal swan full of green M&Ms, yeah. a red velour couch. Like, yes. There has to be a minimum um, that they have to reach. Well, it helps weed out a lot of people, too, just because it's so many people. Um, you have to be a really established network to be able to pull that amount of guys successfully. And I, I've done 10 guys, 15 guys so many times that it's kind of like I'm ready for the next thing. So right now I'm like looking forward to doing 50 guys. And then the end goal is like a hundred guys myself. So that's what I'm working towards eventually. I'm hoping, you know, starting it at 20, I can, you know, slowly get to that goal. Isn't there a record uh, that has been set? I, I know I'm going to get this wrong. My knowledge about it is not the best, <laughs> but I do know that maybe about a decade ago, there was someone who was, who had a literal lineup down a warehouse and it was like the, the Houston mm -hmm. 500 or date like yeah yeah I think it's Houston yeah I okay. think it was the porn star I I think so so I'm not looking to break any records so when I do my gangbangs though um, I don't have any other women there so I don't have any other women fluffing I don't have them anyone else helping me with the guys um, so my end goal is a hundred that I take myself that I do all the work for so that's literally me having sex for you know five to eight hours straight. So <laughs> you, you get you get you get like a food break in there at some point in time, right? Um, it's hard. So like I I use like so I'm a long distance runner. I've done a few marathons and really and uh, I have. Yep, oh. I did one in in New Zealand while I was there, and uh, I use those energy gels. So like the goose because um, they're great. They give you caffeine and you know carbs and protein, but it's a little mouthful. Um, so I use those to be able to continue on in a large event, um, kind of like you're doing endurance running, but it's like endurance sex. <laughs> so I should be a sponsor for them. Be like, oh, eight hours. <laughs> this, this shit works. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, I do all the work myself, so I'm like constantly sucking dick. Right. So I can't eat, you know. And the way I suck dick is very intensely. Like I usually try to take the whole guy down my throat and everything. So you know, I can't deep throat if I've been eating. So those definitely help out a lot gotcha when did you find out when did you figure out that this was uh your sexual preference for lack of a better term i mean it's not like you know you hit puberty and all of a sudden you just kind of go like give me as many as possible as often as yeah. possible or was that kind of like that it was just something that was growing inside of you um yeah i'd say it was something that constantly grew I've always been very naturally slutty, so I've always been, you know, I'll, I'll see a guy, oh yeah, I'll just go have sex with him. So I, there's no hesitation when it comes to that. 
But when it came to a big group of guys, it wasn't until I, I met a woman. She and her partner I'd been with in a threesome, which was really fun. And then one night she was like, I'm doing this gangbang. And she had a thing for black guys, so it was like 12 black guys. And she's like, you can come watch and see if that's something you want to do. And then right before the event started, she's like, do you want to join in? And I was like, yeah. And so um, there were two queen beds in the room and the guys just took turns on us all night. And it was just perfect. Like no hesitation, no nothing. I just dove right in and I loved it. And, and, this, then, and, yeah. and, and, and this was this was a private thing. This was just fun between uh, you and a, and a group of people. Yes. Yes. Okay. The other question I wanted to go into is uh, a marathon runner, long distance runner. Uh, mm -hmm. You are naturally athletic. And what got you into going into the grueling sport of marathon running? So I would say I always grew up running. So my parents were always a big promoter of your be active, go outside. And so I, uh, in high school, I ran cross country and track and was pretty successful, um, you know, went to state every year in both. So I was always just really good at long distance running. And then my mom has done about 15 marathons. So she was more um, the person who promoted me to be able to do that sort of thing. So I did my first one when I was 21 on the Oregon coast. Um, and it was really beautiful. It was awesome. Mm. Um, and then I, I didn't do another one until I was uh, 26. So it took a while for me to get around, back around to the idea of doing another marathon. I say personally, a half marathon is like perfect distance. So I could go out right now and probably run 13 miles and be okay. Really? Without training, I could probably do it okay. But you have to definitely train for a marathon, so. Marathons are devastating to the human body. Uh, even professionals uh, who have done, you know, an entire route and schedule yeah. of marathons throughout the year. I mean, they, the the body takes a massive toll, and also it, it really tests your your stamina and your mm -hmm. ability to push through. So, I guess, I mean, kudos to you for finding a connection between marathon running and gangbang and going, yeah. you know, literally going the distance on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, I would say for me, running is definitely a lot harder on your body and mentally it's harder for me. So in a gangbang, if I, I'm motivated by cum, so I love cum. That's my thing. If I got like fed cum or had cum all over my face all night, I could probably go all day. Like that's literally my thing. The faster that happens and the more cum I get, um, the happier I am when it comes to gangbangs. So. Everyone's motivated by something. Yeah. I'm motivated by peanut butter, so. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I like peanut butter, too. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Give me a, a cup of coffee and a spoonful of peanut butter, and I'll, I'll hit the gym, and I'll be there until you tell me to leave. But, yeah, we're all yeah. motivated by something. <laughs> yep. Do you have any hobbies or interests or anything that just makes you nerd out? So, let's see. Well, I work out almost every day. So um, when I'm not running, I lift at the gym. So I have a pretty um, intense lifting regimen that I do daily. Mm. Um, and then I, I have five animals that I love immensely. So I have four cats and a golden retriever who keep me very busy. Mm. And then I paint on canvases in my free time. So yeah, I don't have any paintings right now because I did so many for Christmas gifts. 
yeah, I'm hoping to uh, open a shop on Etsy at some point and sell my paintings. So. That's cool. Yeah. Very artistic. Have you always been artistic? Uh, yeah, mostly. Cool. You've now been doing and been in the adult industry professionally, uh, officially mm -hmm. for a year and a couple of months. Has there been much of an effect? Because basically, you, the timeline almost mm -hmm. lines up with COVID. It does. And yeah. so, I mean, um, how how so like how has your life changed, career wise, professionally wise, and also having to adapt with the industry that's also having to adapt with what's going on in the world right now? So last year definitely was a lot slower than what I would have liked to do. I mean, last year I still made 27 videos, but a lot of them I shot myself. So I, you know, I was working, trying to get the guys, you know, all of that, which is extremely difficult to do on your own. Mm. And then I had the opportunity to shoot with a few, you know, uh, amateur companies last year, which was really awesome. But um, yeah, it was really difficult. It was even difficult to do like just normal recreational events as well. Like, um, you know, I think for my birthday, because I always get, you know, gangbanged for my birthday, because what else should I do? Um, I could, <laughs> Celebrate know, the way you want. <laughs> I only could get like maybe five guys, you know, which is very low compared to what I normally like to do. Um, mm. But it was still really nice. You know, you just have to be safer and, you know, people would still get upset. Um, if I was putting out, you know, I'm trying to do this or I'm shooting this, like I would get a lot of, you know, negative feedback on, you know, trying to, you know, have my career start and be successful, but also not go over the line with the COVID thing. So it was extremely difficult, difficult for me. And I'm sure it was difficult across the board for any of the, you know, porn performers last year. So. I can, I can only imagine that there is a grueling screening process whenever you're in a professional setting to film something and to perform in something. And then to have, have to tack on top of that, oh, by the way, we have to make sure that no one gets sick with COVID because it, it is yep. a novel virus and mm -hmm. it, it, couldn't have not, it could not have been fun at all. No, it wasn't. So, yeah. yep, it was it, difficult. Have you ever attended adult conventions before becoming uh, a professional in the industry? No, I hadn't. Oh. Um, last year, I actually had the opportunity to have a booth at Exotica, and then Exotica got canceled, which really sucked. I was so excited. I was like, oh, I get to sign headshots and see people. I was really excited. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping to be able to do something like that this year. So. <laughs> you, we'll see. First one's coming, it canceled. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see why, you know, just because it's so many people, I yeah. understand, but, no, you know. So many different conventions and events and whatnot have been canceled, unfortunately. And, you know, you have to take into consideration someone like you who's just, like, fresh into the industry. This will be your first time attending something and meeting mm -hmm. fans and whatnot, and all of a sudden, pff, just shut down. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of disappointment across the board just with everything, even like artists, you know, actors, actresses, all of it this last year was probably disappointing. So, According to my notes here, you were nominated for your first industry award. I was, yeah. Yes. Um, so I shot a video with uh, Tadpool Studios last year, which was really fun. I definitely like him a lot. And uh, yeah, we're in the running to be uh, Minivids producer video of the year. So they haven't picked yet. I think it's the 20, I think early February is when they're going to pick. Is that? And we'll see. Is that, is that a goal for you 
and other people in the industry is to be recognized with awards or is it more of enjoying the opportunity to be in a production and to work with certain people or new people or certain companies? So personally for me right now, I have three goals of what I want to do in my career of doing this is the first one is to bring large gangbangs back to the main stage. So, you know, um, there are a decent amount of actresses now that do gangbangs, but you know, there's not always like 20 guys. So I'm, I'm hoping to bring that back um, to the main stage. My next one is um, to normalize being a slut. So for the normal everyday woman, if she sees me going out there um, and being like, yeah, you can uh, you know, be a slut, you can have sex with as many people as you want and here's how to do it successfully, then maybe I can help be a role model for other women and they can take control of their sexuality in that sense. Because mm -hmm. women are extremely suppressed when it comes to, you know, being like, oh, you, you can be with multiple guys. Or even in high school, you can, you know, get called names and called terrible things for doing that sort of thing. Mm. And then my third goal is uh, normalizing porn in a sense where you don't have to look perfect. You don't have to get plastic surgery. You can be an average everyday person and do porn. So those three are extremely <laughs> big goals because like, you know, I don't want to have to be like, I need to change my body. I need to, you know, have this happen or this happen so that I can be successful. You know, I'd like to, you know, the average everyday woman to be like, she's doing it. So maybe I can too. It is no argument that if a young man uh, has sex with multiple partners, he gets praised for yes. you know playing the field and and getting some experience meanwhile if a young woman has sex with multiple partners she gets labeled as a a slut and a whore mm -hmm. and overly yeah. promiscuous and that is somehow a bad thing i agree that you know there's something needs to be changed there a mindset needs to be changed it, it can't happen overnight that's impossible that's asking too much but at the same time i mean it does need to change yeah because my second thought on your third point is being natural and being confident and secure in yourself can actually be more appealing and mm -hmm. more attractive than someone who is, you know, kudos to them if they want and got yeah. work done. But being confident in yourself is actually mm -hmm. much more appealing, in my opinion, yeah. than a star-studded 10 out of 10 plastic surgery ridden yes. person. Yeah, it's just not natural, you know, and I, I think that that definitely needs to change. Um, you shouldn't have to, you know, get a boob job or get a labiaplasty or do any of that stuff to be successful. I, I didn't mean, even know that was a thing until recently. I know, it, it's, it's, it's extreme stuff that people feel like they need to do. Um, and I'm hoping that will change at some point, so. Yeah. Are there people in the industry that you hope to work with? I would love to shoot with any of the top tier companies. You know, Toshi, Blatt, Brazzers, any of them would be amazing to mm. be able to work with. At some point in my career, that's definitely something I would love to do. And then uh, I would love to shoot with Riley Reed. Like she's the top, you know, woman basically on Pornhub at this point, And she'd be awesome to do a scene with. 
So. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but is Riley Reed uh, an all-natural personality as well? I'm pretty sure she is. I don't know. I haven't interacted with her very much. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure she is, though. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, just, I just wanted to throw that out there. I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah. If there was an opportunity for you, or perhaps the opportunity has already arisen, for you to stage and plot out a scenario for production, what scenario would you put yourself in? Well, right now, um, what I'm working towards, which is a really cool idea right now in March. So there are these suites here in Ohio, because I live in Columbus, Ohio. Nearby in Perrysburg, Ohio, they have pools inside the suite. So what I'm going to do is have Tadpool Studios come down. He's going to bring some of his guys with him, and we're going to shoot a gangbang pool scene, which is very unheard of. There's not very much content like that out there. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what we can get, you know, in that sense. So that'd be that'd be interesting to see. I, I, it's yeah. Not, it's not that I've gone searching for that specific genre, but at the same time, <laughs> like nothing like that comes to mind. Yeah. Right. That'd be so, cool. Yeah, so it'll be cool, and like inside the suite also has hot tubs and stuff. So there's going to be tons of you know cool content we'll be able to get on mm. that sense. So, what yeah. type of fan base do you have, and how supportive are they? So a lot of my fan base they know me by my gangbangs, so that's what they're looking for the multiple guy stuff, mm. um, and they're super receptive. You know, they're I have like probably a hundred, you know, pretty close fans that whenever I post something up. Or, you know, put a picture out there, they immediately comment on it, or they're like, this looks great, or they retweet it, or whatnot. So I definitely appreciate those people immensely. And then anyone who subscribes to my website, um, rayray.live, uh, I definitely, um, you know, I like the support from them as well. So. Mm. <laughs> Do you do you get much backlash? Because let's let's face it, like the, the internet can be a very toxic place. Do you get much backlash and how do you deal with it if you do? So I would say the only place where it's worse than most is Reddit. I definitely dislike Reddit immensely. Even if I do a large gangbang, let's say I, like uh, yeah, earlier this month on the 13th, I went to Houston and I did a 30 guy gangbang um, where we put all the screening measures in place and everyone, you know, was protected against COVID. But I put up there like that. I had sex on a gangbang forum with like 30 guys. And a lot of people are like, Oh no, you're terrible. You're spreading COVID. And they were like, basically, you know, being super negative and mean to me. So that's like the only place really where I get a lot of negative feedback. Mm. Um, Besides that, most places I have women who contact me and they're like, it's so awesome to see you so out there. You know, it gives me hope that eventually someday I can also put myself fully out there like you do. So, it, Just for the record, just because you have a group of people doesn't automatically mean that you're spreading COVID-19. If everyone has taken care and worn yeah. a mask and sanitized and whatnot, yep. then you have just generally a group of people that are in a safe area yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw 30 guys that night, but there weren't 30 guys in the room at one time. Right. There was maybe like three to five and then they left and then another group of guys came in, you know, so. Yeah. And you're reducing the risk there as well. They're yeah. probably playing Xbox in the other room. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Exactly. So. I'm exactly. like, you're part of a gangbang form and you're like telling me off, like you should probably get off of it. Uh, well, you know what? People, people have a tendency of going somewhere looking for a fight or looking to justify themselves yeah. or looking to try to change the world to something of their own perspective. Mm-hmm. It's yep, definitely. It's, Social media, it can be an issue at times because it gives people a voice and a megaphone when they really shouldn't have one. But that's my yes. opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, the only place that's really bad is Reddit. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll put up photos there and like some guys say such a mean things on there. I'm like, would you say that to my face if I was standing right in front of you? I don't think so. No, hell no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have the balls to come even come up to you. If anything, they'd come up to you and go, can you sign my picture? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, maybe we should be nice to each other, like promote kindness. You yeah. know? But. It's unfortunate. Now, you have something coming up for Valentine's Day? I do. So I am doing a Valentine's Day gangbang because that's the only way I know how to celebrate, you know, Valentine's Day. Big events. Um, so it's going to be really awesome. Um, anyone who is subscribed to my website will be able to see the gangbang in real time. So we're going to be live streaming it directly to my website, which is awesome. When it's possible and when COVID-19 is no longer an issue and when you can actually meet your fans, attend conventions mm -hmm. and whatnot, what is the best way to approach Ray Ray? Um, I'm a really down-to-earth person, so really you just come up to me and I'll be super nice to you. I'll give you a hug or, you know... Even at like recreational gangbangs, I do like sometimes I have guys come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, can I get a picture with you? And it's, it's, you know, it's really crazy for me. Like guys want to take pictures with me. I'm like, okay, I'll take a picture with you. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I'm not very big yet. So it's, I'm extremely humbled when anyone does that. Mm. So I'm a super nice person. So really just come up to me and um, we can interact and I'll talk to you and give you a hug and sign whatever you want me to sign. So. Where can people find you on uh, the internet and social media? So I'm on Instagram, uh, Ray of Sunshine 529. And then Twitter, uh, Rock Porn All Star, Pornhub, Rock Porn All Star. And then uh, my website, um, RayRay.live is the best way to find everything about Ray Ray. So. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank uh you. -huh.